It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, it's time for Jeremy Sohan's player profile and projection. How good is his defense? Can it combat his lack of shooting offensively? And how would he fit in with the modern NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder rebuild? All coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we have another 2022 NBA draft profile and projection giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect is Jeremy Sohan out of the University of Baylor, a very fun one, a nice option at 12, and some nice personal info that ties into Oklahoma as well. So a lot to get into. Let's start with the overview for Jeremy Sohan. He is 6'9", comes in at 230, wingspan 7 feet tall. His age is 19 at the draft. School is, of course, Baylor. And this guy is just an elite defender from the perimeter. He's very switchable. He has a ton of strengths and weaknesses. So let's get into his strengths, his weaknesses, personal info, synergy stats, availability, ceiling and floor, NBA comps, and how he would fit specifically with the Thunder if they were to draft him. So let's start with his strengths. Elite defense. He's great on ball. He's great off ball. He's great at rotating. He's great at switching. He is perfect for the modern NBA. He can switch one through five. I really believe that. And depending on who the five is, he won't get totally exposed down low. This is a physical player that likes to put his nose into it and likes to play a physical style of basketball. And we mentioned how tall he is. He's listed as taller than Isaiah Roby at 6'9". Isaiah was listed at 6'8". And he's listed the same uh, weight as Isaiah Roby at 230. But even though he's the same weight listed as Isaiah Roby, he plays a bit more physical than Isaiah Roby does. Uh, so if you were living with Isaiah Roby playing the center position and, and worried about how he got switched on to twos or threes or even ones in the NBA, 
Jeremy Sohan can, can, I think, play a better center spot in the NBA defensively, although it's not kind of where you want him to play, obviously, uh, than Isaiah Roby, but also exceed at defending guards and, and wing players. So that's just kind of a, a comparison that you can kind of relate to more as, as a fan watching the Thunder, seeing Roby's size and then seeing Sohan play a more physical style. I, I think that he's a really good dribbler for his size, an awesome passer, both in the half-court set, but also as an outlet passer. And his outlet passing is born from his rebounding. And he's a very, very good rebounder. And that's where I think that the Thunder would really like him because the Thunder have made it clear since hiring Mark that they want a very versatile team. They want a team that can play make one through five, and they want to be able to be a team that can grab the board and go. Anyone can grab a rebound and everyone can just push the pace and push the tempo and then spark transition and then spark an advantage for the Thunder. I think that, you know, whenever you look at, him as a rebounder, it's not as though these rebounds just kind of fell into his lap. Uh, he's a really great at boxing out and knowing where to be and understanding how to put a body on somebody. And that creates rebounds not only for him, but it creates rebounds for his teammates. And, and that's a big deal because rebounds equal possessions, of course. And so you want to generate more possessions than the other team to give yourself the best opportunity to win. And so he can do that both as a rebounder himself, as a bo- as a guy who can box out, put bodies on guys and, and let others come clean up the mess as a rebounder. So it's a very tantalizing skill trait that he has, this defense rebounding passing ability from Jeremy Sohan. And I I think that his shooting mechanics are there. Like he's has a really high release point. He's not going to get blocked a ton whenever he's shooting. It's just that the results aren't there. And that's the big worry. We'll talk about that as well in his weaknesses. Uh, But the shooting mechanics wise, I'm not sure what all you'd need to change. I'm not an NBA shot doctor. Uh, that'd be up to Mike Wilkes and the Thunder and everyone else who will uh, work with these rookies and try to get them uh, up to speed in the NBA. But mechanics-wise, nothing glaring jumps out uh, because of his high release point and things of that nature. But one thing that I do like about him is that he's very creative at getting to the rim. He can draw fouls, and he's very creative getting to the basket and getting fouled and taking that contact. The problem is, as we're going to talk about in his weaknesses right now, uh, that's not always a great outcome for him because he shot just 29% from the three-point line this season. And when we talk about getting to the line and attacking the rim, he shot just 58% at the free-throw line. And why is that number so important? Well, when you're looking at guys who shot poorly in college and you're trying to project can they become a shooter in the NBA landscape, the number you're looking for is 70% from the line. If they can shoot 70 plus percent from the line, even if they shot 30 or below from three or 35 and below from three in college, you still feel confident. And eventually that shooting will level out and and the shooting touches there to where they can become a good shooter at the next level. So it's a double whammy here for, for Sohan who not only didn't shoot well from college at three, but didn't shoot well from college at the free throw line. And so that does not leave you a ton of optimism there that he can turn it around as a shooter. So To me, whenever you're evaluating Jeremy Sohan, you have to evaluate him as if that shooting will not come. And then if it does come, it, of course, makes him a lot better. But you have to evaluate him and be be comfortable taking him as if he's never going to become a a plus 30% three-point shooter or 35% three-point shooter in the NBA. And, you know, if, if you do that evaluation and based off of those merits, then he's still good enough to pick, then so be it. And you draft him and you kind of move forward with him. And then again, if you can bring that shooting around, great. But really the shooting is the only knock on him. I love his playmaking. 
I love his defense. I love his rebounding. I love his uh, savviness and his kind of ability to be in the right spot at the right time and also get his teammates in the right spot at the right time and be a leader on that end of the floor. Obviously, you're not going to step into the NBA and be a leader in most cases, but it's clear uh, that you know after a few seasons and after getting more acclimated with his team that he's a guy who can communicate well on the floor defensively and get guys in the right spots and, of course, make up for whenever things go awry. Defensively, the only other knock on him, and, and to me, the only other knock on him, period, uh, besides the shooting, is the fact that he's kind of a, river, a riverboat gambler defensively at times, which most elite defenders are in college. Like They're going to take chances. They're going to get, not bored, but they're going to kind of feel as though they can go shut down anybody in college and, and go take a chance and, and make it happen. Of course, if you're lunging in the passing lanes, that leaves you susceptible to being cut on or being blown by uh, whenever the pass gets through you in the passing lanes. Stuff like that can kind of rear its ugly head for him uh, in the college setting. When you're in the NBA, you've got to make sure that your risks are very calculated and that you are uh, sure that you can do something, even if it's not a steal. you got to be sure you can at least deflect the ball or disrupt the action to not get totally exposed like that. And I think that that's just kind of something that's going to be easily coachable for him because he's such a smart player, because he's such, you know, he has such awareness on the floor that I think that he's going to be able to kind of get that quirk or negative trait out of his game really quickly at the NBA level. So Jeremy Sohan's a guy that I really like at 12. And we're going to talk about kind of what his range is uh, for the NBA landscape, right? We're going to go through where these mock drafts have him landing. But for me, I really like Jeremy Sohan as an option at 12. And he's part of why I feel like the Thunder don't desperately need to trade up in this draft. I know trading up is fun. I know going to the trade machine is fun. And it's awesome to go see what you could do to get pick seven or eight or nine. But Jeremy Sohan's in that group to where whenever I've been saying somebody's got to fall, somebody that's going to be extremely talented that you're going to be very excited about is going to be available at 12 whether it's Johnny Davis, whether it's Jeremy Sohan, whether it's A.J. Griffin, whether it's, you know, whoever. Benedict Matherin's fallen before in mock drafts. But whoever falls, Dyson Daniels, is going to be a very fun, exciting player, and Jeremy Sohan adds into that as well. So that's why I'm very comfortable with the Thunder just staying put at 12 and not necessarily giving up additional assets to go move up from the 12th overall pick. So that's where we're at in the strengths and the weaknesses for Jeremy Sohan. He has a good personal story, also synergy numbers and availability uh, from around the NBA, plus how he fits with the Thunder, what's his ceiling and his floor in the NBA, and so much more all coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order. I want to say right now, so you go check out the caramel brownie bars, which are available right now at Built.com. They taste fantastic, just like, a, just like it sounds like a caramel brownie. What more could you ask for? I love the cookies and cream option. Also love the new birthday cake puffs option. There's so many great protein bars at Built.com that taste like candy bars. They're great pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. So go check them out today. Uh, You can go check them out with 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. You're going to want to get your hands on these Built Bars that are covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. Make sure you check it out today. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% 15 off of your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% 15 off of your next order. Make sure you go check them out today. 
This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now that you can do us a huge favor. That's right, you. You can do us a huge favor. We're putting together a survey to learn more about our listeners like you, to make your Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. You will not want to wait any more longer because, trust me, it will not take very long at all. Everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. That's a lockdownpodcast.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. Also, of course, go check out Lockdown NBA and Lockdown NBA Big Board after that fantastic game one of the NBA Finals that will go down as an instant classic. That was a very fun game, uh, and the Celtics pulled off the upset in game one. Go check the Lockdown NBA Today podcast uh, over there today and see what they're saying about it. But personal info on Jeremy Sohan. He's from Guymon, Oklahoma. Both parents played college ball at Oklahoma University, and he dyes his hair all kind of weird, funny colors that I think would be very endearing in Oklahoma City just because, you know, we love shticks in OKC. Every fan base loves shticks. We love our guys doing a thing that we can kind of say is our little thing that only, only we get to experience 82 games. So seeing how many times he dyes his hair in a season would be awesome. Seeing what, the, what color his hair dye is going to be on draft night is going to be awesome. Uh, so I think that he has a personality that can really thrive in OKC. And also, of course, being from Guymon and having his, his parents both having roots in, OK, in Oklahoma, uh, you know, that can be good down the line. You know, if he does become this uh, superstar, you know, defensive stalwart, then maybe he gives OKC, you know, more credence after these nine years are up on his rookie deal. As a note, he's working out with the Thunder on Saturday. Uh, so Saturday we'll see kind of Thunder feedback on him. The Thunder are going to work out a ton of players. They're going to work out every player in the draft almost. Uh, remember, the Thunder do not put out any info. So the workout tracker on uh, Thunder's intentions that I that I update, that's only from what's been made public from agents and uh, players themselves and social media, stuff like that. So you know it's only like 14 players deep right now, I think. But the Thunder have worked out more than 14 players, I can assure you. <laughs> it's just that they do not release those uh workouts the way that the Hornets do or the Pacers do. And and I think that the Thunder are kind of in the right for not releasing them. I mean, why would you reveal your hand if you can help it? So uh, I do know there's two names on my list that are not uh, public. So there is at least two guys that, that aren't out there that the Thunder have uh, worked out. Nonetheless, 
Jeremy Sohan gets his workout on Saturday. Keon Ellis had his second workout yesterday with OKC. So that's cool that he got two workouts in OKC. Kind of shows you some interest there. I will say uh, workouts don't mean a ton, but I did want to update you on that with Jeremy Sohan's player profile and projection that he is being looked at by OKC. Now let's dive into his synergy numbers. These are kind of advanced numbers for uh, scouting purposes. He ranks in the 91st percentile defensively in the country. 91st percentile in overall defense. His matchups only produce 0.6 points per game. His matchup shot 30% from the floor. Whenever Jeremy Sohn guards you, you shoot 30% from the floor. Those are elite defensive numbers. Elite. Offensively, those offensive games not great. You know, it was still in the 60th percentile of the country. And he did have elite qualities such as cutting. And he's an elite cutter offensively. Over a point per possession, whenever he's in cutting scenarios, which ranks him in the 93rd percentile. That's incredibly good numbers for him as a cutter. Again, can that jump shot come around to make him more of a uh, two-level score at the rim than at the uh, at the three-point line? We'll see. And, of course, he'll have to improve his free-throw line numbers as well. But those are the synergy numbers that stand out for Jeremy Sohan. And, of course, you can just go look up his highlights and, and everything to see how great he is defensively. He's a player um, He's a player that makes defense pop, and that's very hard to do. Defense, I think, is one of the most misunderstood portions of the game of basketball. I think that it's, it's difficult to see good defense with the untrained eye, but Jeremy Stone's a guy who makes defense loud and makes it noticeable what he's doing on that end of the floor. Here's his availability from around the NBA, of course, uh, mock drafts and big boards. The Ringer has him at 8, ESPN at 15, The Athletic has him at 9, Bleacher Report has him at 12, CBS has three different kind of people ranking him. So CBS has 10, 11, and 9 for his ranking. As NBC has him at 13. DraftNet very low at 18. Tankathon at 11. I have him at 12. And then Mavs Draft, our weekly guest, has him all the way down at 22. So his range is from anywhere from 22 to 8. And so you can kind of see where it comes down to his jump shot. His ceiling and floor, his ceiling to me is an elite defender that just glues a starting lineup together and makes a few all defensive teams. And is just kind of in that role of a Marcus smart Draymond green type. That is really a catalyst for your defense and still can play service pull offensively as a playmaker, as a rebounder in Draymond green's case. Uh, I think that that's kind of a nice, a nice comp for him. And, and Kevin O'Connor of the ringer says he has shades of Ben Simmons, Draymond green and Aaron Gordon. I really like the Ben Simmons comp for Jeremy Sohan. His floor, though, is if his shot never comes around and his physicality doesn't necessarily translate to the NBA and he's just a zero offensively, then he's like a ninth, tenth man that's based on matchups in terms of how often he plays or or if you need your defensive stopper in this certain scenario. So that's kind of where you're at with Jeremy Sohan in terms of his fit uh, with around the NBA, like where he's going to be available at, his ceiling, his floor. Uh, This is a guy that I think is worthy of the 12th overall pick. Uh, I think that if he's there at 12 and you're in the Thunder State pad at 12, this is going to be a good value play because, again, I really believe he has a good shot of being a Draymond Green type of player, and you need those guys. Now, granted, you can't build your team around too many non-shooters, and as of right now, Josh Giddey's a non-three-point shooter. As of right now, Jeremy Shohan's a non-three-point shooter. But still, I think that Jeremy Shohan can be a really good player in this league and work around that and has traits that can factor in. And of course, 
he seems like a very thundery guy as a very switchable, uh, you know, versatile player on defense and offense and with his playmaking that can allow him to rip boards to town and go the length of the floor and just put pressure on the opposition with their tempo and with their speed. So I think that Sohan fits in with OKC, but we'll dive deeper into what the Thunder feel about that and how it goes and correlates with the Thunder specifically coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, what are good friends over at the Lockdown NBA Big Board Show? Make sure you check them out today. It's Raphael Barlow, who's one of the best in the business, who travels around the world to scout these talents, uh, hosting it with our good friend Mavs Draft over there on Tuesdays and a rotating cast of great experts. Go check them out today. Locked on NBA Big Board. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. On today's show, we're breaking down Jeremy Sohan, and now let's talk about how he fits with the Thunder. I think that his future is a, is a starter in this league, but I really struggle to find ways that he is not a high-end rotational player. Uh, I mean, you can build teams around guys who cannot shoot. Uh, you can make it work. I mean, it, it worked for Andre in OKC, and I, mean, I know that some people uh, have polarizing opinions about Andre, but I mean, before he got hurt with that Paul George team, I mean, that was a really, really good basketball team. So I I think that uh, Sohan is going to be a starting level player in the NBA at worst, a very high end player from day one. I think he starts with the thunder. I think that your starting group is going to be, you know, Shea, Giddy, Sohan, Chet, you know, and then you kind of throw in Lou Dort or whoever else you want to, uh, in the mix there, but uh, I think that he's going to be a starter really soon in the NBA. How he impacts the roster. I look at Isaiah Roby, and I just think that outside of shooting, Roby's an elite shooter. Uh, not elite shooter, but you know, Roby's a much better shooter than Jeremy Sohan. Um, that's no no debate. I, I mean, I didn't mean to say elite, but he's a much better shooter than Jeremy Sohan. Uh, I think that Roby at this stage in his career so far is going to be a better rim finisher than Sohan is out of the gate in the NBA. Uh, so that's two edges for Roby, but everything else shades towards Sohan. So I think Sohan's better defensively, better playmaker, better rebounder uh, than Roby. So I, I think that this is where Roby gets traded, or maybe you do him a solid and just decline his option, let him go be a free agent somewhere. Again, I want to stress, I really think Isaiah Roby is going to be a solid rotational player in the NBA for years to come. I like Isaiah Roby. It's just a matter of number crunch and roster crunch for OKC to where Maybe that future role is not an OKC for Isaiah Roby. Uh, so he's a guy you look at. 
Either way, the Thunder have to make up roster spots to get these rookies in here. And so somebody has to be a casualty. It's just that Roby, in this case, would make the most sense whenever you bring in a guy like Jeremy Sohan. I think that the Thunder should take him if they believe his shooting will come around and they believe that they can see a pathway for him to be a top shooter, in the not a top shooter, but like a, a league average shooter in the NBA. Thunder shouldn't take him if they just see more value somewhere else. Um, look, can you find somebody that does things that are more valuable than defense at the 12th overall pick? Like, really, would you rather have an offensive guy in like a Johnny Davis type, or would you rather have a defensive guy in a Jeremy Sohan type at 12? Like, if, if those two guys are on the board and available, which they might not be, but if they are, you know, kind of what would you, what would be your philosophy there if you're building this current roster? So uh, I, I think that he's more than qualified for the 12th overall pick if he's there. I really think that the Thunder should draft him. But again, if they didn't draft him, it'd just simply be because they wanted to go different direction and had, had somebody else kind of valued higher than Jeremy Sohan. But to me, he's my 12th guy on my big board. I think he's right there in that range to where you can pick him 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, uh, and, and get a really good value play for Jeremy Sohan. I think he's the best defender in the class, uh, one of the best defenders in the class. Um, you cannot, You cannot kind of duplicate what he does and if he was a 30 you know 35% three point shooter um it would be he, his draft stock would be much higher than it is right now so can he become league average at 3 we'll have to wait and see and what we'll to see kind of what he can develop into but that is my player profile and projection on Jeremy Sohan let me know what you think about him in the comment section down below or on twitter at ryland_styles we're also going to have one coming out on Benedict Mathurin and the next week features two very special guests that you will not want to miss and, and also our, our guest interview with Richard Salmon at Mavs Draft on Twitter. So loaded week next week as well. Still be on the lookout today for Benedict Matherin's player profile and projection. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 